Hola, yo soy Margarita y estás escuchando Limehouse Podcast. This is Paddy Ashton and you're listening to the Limehouse Podcast. What a good name that is. Hi, I'm Tom Brake and this is the Limehouse Podcast. Hello, this is Nick Clegg and you're listening to the Limehouse Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Because I'm not persuaded by the case for war. This is what positive politics can do. So, hello, and welcome back to the Limehouse Podcast. This has been a funny old few days now. Uh, well, I would say a funny few days. It's been a funny day. I arrived at Westminster this morning to interview Anna Subri, and what a historic day it was too, standing outside Westminster um, tube station looking up at Big Ben, just thinking, crikey, in two years' time, well, yeah, right, in, in dreamland two years' time, that all the... All the negotiations will be done and uh, we'll be out of the EU. But that's complete bullshit, isn't it? Because it's going to take... It, what's it going to take? Three, four years? You know, the, the government will probably dress it up as a different, you know... It's It's been two years. Oh, sure, but we've done the key negotiation. It's just, you know, oh, other stuff like a trade and, uh, you know, EU citizens, all, the, all their rights. Yeah, that, that's just a... That's going to take a little bit more time. But, but, you know, la 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 la, we've got um, the size of bananas sorted out, so there you go. No, um, you've got to get rid of the uh, the French elections and the German elections first, and then we'll talk to you about negotiations. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm sorry, my name's Theresa May, and uh, what you didn't realise, actually, is that um, we're, we're going to start negotiating when we want, and this is how it's going to go down. Okay. That's that's anyway. That's the that's the idea I'm getting. That's the feeling I'm getting at the moment. Um, and also, she did use that rhetoric again, didn't she, today in the uh, in the House of Commons, PMQs. I mean, you know, she she took questions from a hundred plus uh, backbenchers. So good, you know, hats off to her. But she opened up using that that bloody phrase again. You know, the people have voted. The people said this, they said that, and and everybody wants to leave. That's what they wanted. No, that's complete bullshit again, isn't it, mate? Because there's a whole, what, 11 million people that didn't vote, and then there's a, there's a, little, a little matter of 16 million people that did. So anyway, this is just, I'm going over and over and over stuff. But anyway... A break in, a break in the mood for her for a second. My weekend was absolutely fantastic. I went to uh, I went to the march uh, down at um, Dan down in London, uh, and and it was it was fantastic. The weather was unbelievable, and and so was the mood. It was um, incredibly middle class and white. Um, I fit I fit right in, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I mean that it was a little bit like. Yeah, a bit archers, a bit archers at times, uh, and that's fine because I love the archers. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of many. Let let's. Uh, I did say this last week. It is one of many, hopefully, and the momentum needs to build. The the speeches from David Lammy and Nick Clegg were freaking amazing. They were David Lammy, his passion, 
is second to none and um, his um, his knowledge on his own party is is obviously second to none goes without saying but his rage against his party is pure and it's and it's real and he's not just doing it for effect he's not just doing it to garner interest off the media he's he's for, he's for real nick clegg um he, yeah once again he i mean the man is a genius i mean i don't know how he does it off script totally incredible boom seven minutes of, of pure accurate vengeance um on on uh, on the government and i'd say vengeance i don't know if vengeance is the right word but um anger i suppose directly and he used the word himself you know we've all become anger and angry and and his poignant moment at the end when of his speech when he said you know just think about it just think about the youth youth of today what's going to happen and then he went uh, there was a thing on newsnight i think a few of you would have probably seen this just the other night uh, he went to wales uh, town there, I think it was Clandidno, I can't remember which one, forgive me, I can't remember which one, which town it was. Um, and yes, he, he went to interview all all the old, all the old folk that voted out, uh, and, um, and then, and, and then spoke to the young, the younger generation, and it was, it was heartbreaking, genuinely, that's, that was, for, I don't know why, but that for me was the, the moment that really, oh Christ, it's really come home. Like the, these are the these are the 17, 18, 19 year olds. These are the these are the guys that are going to college that the EU built and don't have a say on their future because of the people stuck in the past. And it's so anger inducing that I can't quite put it into words because some someone should write a book about it. Someone should get dig up john steinbeck and get him over here and write a book about it anyway um so yeah that was great the the march was fantastic and uh, i've got uh, david lammy's speech and nick Clegg's speech coming up very soon probably early next week and uh, uh obviously the amnesty uh interview is coming it's coming it's just you know we've got article 50 and i've had to make um i've had to push things aside and you know, you don't give a shit, do you really? You know, it's Anna Subri, you don't care, it's Article 50 week. Yay, God, oh, bloody mighty. But yeah, look, enjoy it, and um, I'll see you on the other side. Take care now. Yeah, bye. Okay, anyway, um, so <coughs> you, were, you were a student, and, and politics came to you there? No, I was always interested in politics, and when I was about 17... Um, I actually joined the Liberal Party because I thought the Tories at the time, which was a long time ago, obviously, were handling things like the the miners' dispute extremely badly. This is back in the 70s. And uh, so I decided to join the Liberals. I couldn't actually vote because I was 17. And they uh, they turned up, stuck a poster in the in the hedge, and my mother nearly had a heart attack. And at which point my father said, it can, she, she said, David, David, get look what she's got. There's this terrible lib, Liberal poster in the hedge. And my father said, it can stay there, because I can tell you now, Francis, my mother's name. He said, the way I'm feeling, I'm thinking of voting Liberal, at which point she had a complete you know, hysterics, because right, okay. they were both Tories. But no, no, my father also shared my views at that time. And then I got to university, and I think I, I, think I did join the Liberal Society, but they were basically very odd anarchist, socialist anarchists. They were completely yeah. bonkers. And after about six weeks, I abandoned them. And then after 
probably about a year, 18 months, I just knew I was a Tory and so mm. I joined the Conservatives. Yeah. And it was a great time in student politics because there were a lot of some bad stuff that was going on when, what, that needed when was this? challenging. This would be in the mid to late 70s. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that time in the uh, National Union students in particular, there was this policy of no platform for people who the, the left deemed to be racists and fascists. Yeah. So there was this huge denial of freedom and free speech. Yeah. And as Tories, we were very keen to um, change that, which we did, and we had a huge success. And I was the only Tory on the National Institute's Executive. Yeah. And I served with people like Trevor Phillips, who I'm a great admirer of, and David Aronovich. David Aronovich. Oh, wonderful okay. man. Yeah. He got brain-sized the planet. Yeah. And David, at that time, was a member of the Communist Party. I mean, he was okay. what they called a Euro-communist, so he wasn't an old Stalinist, yeah. um, a Russian, more Russian-based communist. He was this new euro not an old Soviet communist. Yeah. And um, I mean, I just bowled over by the likes of Aronovich. So where does your love for the European Union uh, come from? I mean, clearly it's... Well, when you say I've got a love, I don't yeah. even say love is the right word. I just believe that it has delivered considerable benefits for our country. I mean, it's got... The layers it's of got bureaucracy, faults. Yeah. Of course it's got huge faults. All big organisations have got huge faults. But you have to say, well, how do, we, how do we change it? Do we change it by leaving or staying within? Clearly, some, I believe we should stay in. Yeah. Um, but it's the, the it's had this d dual, probably more benefit. But it's it's delivered peace, no debate about that. That's why people like my mother support it. She's of yeah. a, a generation that remembers the Second World War, mm -hmm. and actually, when you look at how the demographics worked out on those who voted Leave, um, obviously more people voted Leave the older that they got. Yeah. But there was a bit of a tail off with people over the age of eighty. And my own view is this because so many do remember the Second World War. Um, and they know that the coming together of nations, primarily through trade, delivered peace after centuries mm. of uh, war. So there was that. But of course, the other thing that the EU has delivered is huge economic prosperity for this country. I mean, being a member of the single market, the biggest free trade area in the world, 500 million customers on our doorstep. Mm. that we have as easy access to, if you're a business in Birmingham, as you do to a yeah. business in Bristol or Newcastle, has been... That's why Margaret Thatcher supported it, because she knew it was good for the British economy. Yeah. Um, and the benefits outweigh the disadvantages, yeah. and you can begin to tackle the disadvantages. Yeah. Uh, and I get very agitated about all this rubbish about we lost our sovereignty. Of course there were areas that we lost. That's what happens in any relationship. So, you know, if you've got a, a partner, if you've got a neighbour, if you're involved in a group, you give up some of your own individual sovereignty to make that relationship work. Yeah. So, you know, if you're sharing a flat with somebody, you know, you say, well, actually, I want, I don't know, pink lavatory paper. Somebody might say, well, actually, I prefer green. Somebody might say, yeah. I prefer white. So you compromise. You, of course you do. Otherwise, you want to go live by yourself. True, true. Quite, and that's the whole point, because yeah. in the modern world, the only country that actually lives by itself is North Korea, and God yeah. forbid we should ever be like North Korea. Yeah, it's a good, interesting... Um, so I've always believed in it, that's why yeah. I voted for it when I was... I'm glad 18. you used uh, toilet paper as a, as a reference <laughs> to the situation we're in at the moment. But, um, no, no, I mean, for, for me, 2015 uh, to where we are now, 2017, Tory party, is a party that I barely recognise. I mean... For me, how would you? How do you feel the Tory party? Well, the Tory party's not changed. He's the, the components of it. The members of Parliament are exactly the same. The membership is exactly the same. The message, perhaps. But the problem has been is that this referendum came along, 
and it exposed the divisions within the Conservative Party. And my my concern about Theresa is that, you know, you look at what she said on the steps of Downing Street and my heart sang. I mean, that was fantastic yeah. um, messages that I absolutely got and resonate with my sort of one nation conservatism. So that was all extremely heartening. And then unfortunately there were a series, and I've spoken, I have said this to her face, uh, that the, the, mess, the, the, the speeches that were made at the Conservative Party it was a very... Uh, unfortunate, bad time in our party's history. Was this a conference? Party conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sent really out the, very much the wrong tone and the wrong message. Um, and to call people who had voted um, to remain, people like my family, yeah, people in my own family, yeah, members of some liberal metropolitan elite, and I don't know which part of that my mother was most offended by, being called a liberal, being called a member of the metropolitan, or be, be, being called a member of the elite. Well, so what, where does that? I think that was a terrible. From? I think that was a. Ter- I just think it was. I just think it was a misunderstanding of yeah. the mood, and the the problem is, is that in my party at the moment, the only noise you hear, or the loudest drums you hear, are from the hard Brexiteers, the people who have been banging on like this for decades, mm. causing a lot of harm and damage to my party, our party, not your party, perhaps, but the Conservative Party, and yeah. I'm afraid that they are in the ascendancy, they, well they've ascended mm. to the loudest positions, uh, many of them are now in government um, and they are unfortunately, it feels like they're calling the shots, yeah. but then the PM says stuff and she may well say stuff today that then reassures me that you know we haven't marched too far to the right yeah. um, and that the voice of sensible, moderate, liberal, small L conservatism is as strong as it ever was. How do you feel that you're going to be able to, I mean Yourself and Ken, Ken Clark, and I know there are other uh, Tory MPs that have um, voted against um, uh, Article 50 bills, but... No, it was certain amendments. Yeah, amendments, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, Vote in favour of them against the government, yeah. Who, how, do you, how do you feel you can hold the PM and large parts of the Brexiteers within the Tory party to account? Well, it's, it's, it's doing, yes, you can do media, but I mean, you know, that's what Parliament's there for. And the problem yeah. is, at the moment, is that Parliament is has been sort of uh, neutered yeah. <coughs> because we don't have a proper opposition. We don't even have the semblance of a proper opposition. Yeah. You should nobody should underestimate just how appalling it is that we have Jeremy Corbyn and his chums running the official opposition. They are bloody useless. Yeah. I'm seriously bloody useless. And that is so bad for democracy. It's bad for government. And any government wants a strong opposition. Obviously, you want to see them off, but you want it because it keeps you in check, it keeps you on your toes, it makes sure that there is a rigorous debate that then, when you have made a mistake, teases that out, or when you can make a change to something to win consensus. All these things are achieved. And at the moment, the government just thinks, well... We can do exactly, they can do what on earth they want. They don't even need to bother. So people have to be really clear. Because of the useless failings of this opposition, we, have, we are leaving the single market. We haven't even debated the single market in Parliament, never mind how to vote. We have not debated immigration. We haven't even debated it. Yeah. Never mind have a vote on whether we should stay in favour of free movement of of people or against it. We've had no debate, not even a debate, never mind a vote. And the idea that the European Union doesn't know this, that they just say, oh, this bill's gone through, unamended, oh, how big and butch and brave and macho is that? It's all 
bollocks. Yeah. Absolute bollocks. They know exactly what the tensions are. They know we haven't had a proper debate. They know that the opposition is useless because we have a free media, which is watched and we have people here and they, they come into Parliament, they hear these conversations, people talk to them. I mean, who are we kidding? Um, but we need a decent opposition and in the absence of that Parliament has been just neutered and, and the government to its credit <coughs> could be could completely avoid coming into Parliament but it doesn't but the lack of scrutiny thus far has been extremely concerning so but it won't continue like that we yeah. just have to keep on battling on holding the government to account but it shouldn't be like this so do, effectively you're the opposition there's there's opposition <coughs> within the government if you see what i mean you're effectively well i wouldn't do... call it opposition i think that some of us are the calling to account because we're not in opposition obviously we are calling to account we are holding government to account and we are calling stuff out which is wrong yeah. when it comes to this matter and there are other matters that also concern us. I mean, I'm very concerned about um, the fact that we are talking about reintroducing grammar school. So we may actually have changed the language of that. Something that was not in the manifesto, something that the Conservative Party um, abandoned many years ago, something that Margaret Thatcher, for example, did not reintroduce. Yeah. I mean, Margaret Thatcher even didn't do this stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like some people need to get a bit of a reality check because at the moment the grave danger is is that we are alienating those very people that we spent a long time winning back after the 1990s yeah. and through the two, through the two early 2000s. Well, the, the work and that's the work that David Cameron did yeah. in winning back younger people, moderate, sensible, often professional people, um, winning them back to the Conservative cause, who we had lost when we moved too far to the right and we abandoned our core, and our core is moderate, sensible, pragmatic, small L, liberal conservatives. Yeah. Which is what I've always been, and my politics hasn't changed. I mean, some people might think it's a bit sad, actually, it's way interesting. Uh, but my politics hasn't changed since my uh, late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think I, I get that impression because, you know, a lot of people follow you. You know, I mean, I think one of the. <laughs> On Twitter and stuff, I just want to get to that in a, in a little bit. But the, um, the the one thing that really sort of um, I don't know, you were on Channel Four and the camera had stopped rolling as such, and um, the, it was just I was just coming back from Glastonbury Festival, and a bunch of protesters protesters that like got through a barrier, and there was you and John Snow, and I think one other. And you were, you were trying to get the crowd to sing Hey Jude, but... Oh, yeah, that was yeah. back in... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, I they think... They were very... That was very naughty. Yeah, but it was fantastic. It was... I think that's the energy that people like about you. That's oh, probably why I'm, why, I'm, why I'm here. I got some horrible comments as a result of that. It was... But what, how do you feel, if we could touch quickly on the Daily Mail and their, their headline yesterday was about some um, legs and that crap, um, and then also on Twitter, the, the abuse you suffer? I mean, yeah, I mean, talking about certain newspapers, um, I, just, I just say to people, call them out. Yeah. Join campaigns. Um, if you do Twitter, um, what's that great one? I, I tweet out, Stop, funding, Stop hate. funding Hate. Yeah. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Actually, I did a, when there was the most, I mean, a shameful moment in our country's history, when a number of the four, the four main protagonists in, it, in all of this um, did that, uh, those headlines about the enemies of the people. Oh, yeah. So I, I was, God, I was, I was, I 
absolutely appalled. I was absolutely furious about it. Yeah. So for some reason, I was still here in London because I do try and escape as quickly as I can and get back into the real world. And I was on the train and I rang my team back up in the constituency and said, please, could you go and get these four newspapers? So I got them, put them on a table, took a photograph, tweeted it out. And actually, the uh, retweets on that were something like three and a half thousand. Yeah. And I was really bowled over. Yeah. So that's what people have got to do. You know, it doesn't have, we don't have to put up with this shit. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, no, you know, This course. is meant to be your country. You're in charge. You've taken back control, for goodness sake. <laughs> right, bring it on. Take back control. Yeah, build yeah. a country and a future that you want. Yeah. No, because otherwise yeah. we are going to have these four wretched newspapers thinking that they are in charge, because at the moment they are. And I think the thing that concerned me the most about the uh, appalling headline yesterday, and I actually don't remember stuff even when I was young, mm. so we've gone even backwards even beyond when I was young is that I was very disappointed that the Prime Minister didn't say it that it wasn't a bit of fun but she could have either just said nothing yeah if she couldn't bring herself to say I'm sorry this is 2017 yeah this is a grown-up country we don't talk about women's legs who are in serious positions of power you know we, we talk about what they're saying not what they're yeah. wearing what they're believing not what they're wearing it's just, I, I think... Talk about their brains, their well, the, views, well, that's their freaking legs. I think probably the equality... The world's gone mad. Equality is such a, it's a, a chat we could have probably for another two, like for two hours, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, and it does, uh, I mean, I was, my father died when, when he was 50, I was quite young, I was like 22, and so I was brought oh, up... you were young. Yeah, effectively brought up by, by, three, by three women. So <laughs> I just, you know, there's... It doesn't even enter my mind. No, I know, you know and I think, how old are you? I'm 50, I'm 35. Bloody hell, don't be a bit scared then, really. <laughs> I know. Um, yes. But you see, I think it's really interesting because I, talk, I have two daughters, and I talk to them about this, and because they were brought up in the city of Nottingham, I actually don't think they even notice people, the colour of people's skin. Yeah. And as soon as you say, when there was all the um, debate about whether or not people of the same sex should be allowed to marry, which of course it was called gay marriage yeah. yeah people got the, the words right it was actually people of the same sex it was same sex marriage and then it became yeah. equal marriage but in any event it was gay marriage my i was completely lost on my daughters why people had a problem with it oh yeah yeah because what they've known so many gay mainly gay men in their life from the time they were tiny yeah. and we went on holiday with a gay couple i mean it was like what is your problem with this they yeah. just they just genuinely don't understand what people's problems are yeah no i think I and think i think they're the same also i mean they're two young women so i hope they don't take any nonsenses when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, there still are problems. I mean, one of my daughters has had problems at work, and I've been horrified. And said, "Well, yeah. why? You know, you, you know, you get this sorted." Yeah. Uh, and she does sort. She she sorts things out in her own inimitable way. Yeah. Because she doesn't take any prisoners. No, she's quite strong-willed. Like, like <laughs> well, they both are. They yeah. both are. But they. I mean, I think sometimes we get quite cross that they shouldn't have to put up with that stuff. Yeah. But they don't take nonsenses. I think also the problem for me is if there's a strong-willed woman and a strong-willed man, the man is just not. It, oh, it's just a yeah chap doing his thing. But oh, that woman is very strong-willed. Did you notice how strong-willed she is? Oh God, yeah. I mean, with the, the language that yeah. is still there, so um, strident. Yeah. Only women are called strident. Yeah. I think actually Nick Robertson, he apologised. He said something about it was a strident debate between myself and Kate Hoey. 
um, on, on some nuance of Brexit. And he said two strident women or something. He said two, that was a strident debate or strident views. And, and, and I said, and he did apologise, strident. Don't think you'd say that of a, ma of a man. So there's still stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, the fact is, is that he got it. And of course he said he was sorry. No, no. So, I mean, and, and I don't do all that, you know, there was some, I mean, sometimes we go then the other extreme and, you know, we, we just sort of almost bully people into a political correctness and yeah. about language, which is stupid. But we're always beholden to all of us to use language in yeah. a clever way and not in an insulting or discriminatory uh, way that puts people down. Yeah, no, of course. Using language, right. I mean, and I often don't, but I mean, I try to. It's really yeah. important. No, no, but I mean, no. I had strong women in my, in my mother was, is strong. My, my, both my grandmothers are remarkable women. Yeah. But my partner, he 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 gets it. Yeah. I like to think he's got it a bit more since we've been together. Yeah. He he'd deny that hotly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a question from uh, a panelist on our show. Um, I'm going to read it out because it's quite long. Okay, go on then. And I'm quite dyslexic, so bear with me. <laughs> um, some people are describing what's happening in politics right now as a major realignment with the prospect of the major parties redefining themselves by the way they approach Brexit. Do you agree or is that being overblown? And if you agree, how long do you think it will be before we see defections as MPC that they are now on the wrong side of the fence? That's a very, very good question. No, no, it's very, nothing wrong with long, and that's another t problem which we have here. Everyone wants to do everything in. It used to be 30 seconds when I worked in television, now it's 10. But anyway, um, there's a very good point because at the moment, look, I think where we are at the moment is there are a lot of people who voted Remain who just said, look, let's just now get on with it because the sky hasn't fallen in. Uh, yeah, we're seeing a rise in inflation, but the, the economy superficially is in good fettle because of the work that was done. Um, with a quantitative easing, um, the fact that people are actually spending savings, um, that will begin to change and inflation will go up. So, you know, some of the stuff that Project Fear didn't happen. So some Remainers aren't saying, I don't look, I don't, I still believe what I believe in, but actually, let's just get on with it now. Accept the result, let's just get on with it. Yeah. So you've got about probably about 30, 35% of people who voted who are, who are true Remainers, if you like, and their hearts are breaking. And they feel that they have no voice, most importantly. They feel completely sidelined, they feel abused, they feel that nobody's interested in them, and there is nobody really speaking for them, yeah. apart from a handful of Tories and obviously Nick Clegg is there and the Lib Dems, but the Lib Dems' problem is that they, their credibility is pretty much torn up and all over the place. And then they look to the Labour Party, which for many of them would be a natural place to go, yeah. and they see it in this appalling situation. So it's the trick in whether or not any movement would come out of this, which would say the reason that I believed in the European Union is because I have this open approach, this open outward looking. It's part of that's what I find because you know, Remain has crossed all classes, just like Leave did. Yeah. But all classes, all 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 colours of people, ages of people, and everything else. And I've thought about what is it that brought me together, and I think of a particular woman, a great woman in my constituency, who is proper working working class. Yeah, and it is because she's got this openness of her heart and of her mind and so she'll say things like oh I've just I've saved it we're off to Italy Anna and I've just come back oh it's a fantastic 
fantastic you know she's open and she's open her a great open-heartedness is that her it's very sad this is terrible her nephew killed her father he was extremely ill he was profoundly uh, poorly he was, he was, um, he's got paranoid schizophrenia yeah and Annie's heart is so open she's such a good and generous person yeah. she can she can cope with and live with the fact that her nephew actually killed her beloved father this family is remarkable and 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 that openness of spirit includes her belief in membership of the European Union she was absolutely appalled yeah. um, at the result so quite a long answer to a long question but hey there's no problem with that I hope so, so, so the yeah. next part is is it going to happen yeah. um, a, a party uh, or a movement or some some organisation that was inherently we are going to be in the, in, in the EU that understands the huge benefits that immigration has brought to our country and will continue to do and uh, that is basically in that more moderate, sensible, small L, you know, all of that malarkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know what it is. Uh, and my answer is, it is possible, but it will only be possible when a significant number of Labour MPs who are appalled at what has happened to their party has the courage to say, I haven't got time. Our country yeah. hasn't got time mm. for us to wait 10 years to get this party back. We haven't got time as a nation, and they're brave enough to break free yeah. and do something different. Yeah. No, and I, I think also, it, this is the problem. Who's going to move on it? Who's going to take the ball by the horns? There are plenty of, um, you know, obviously you mentioned Cleggy, Farron. Um, I think David Lammy, I, I heard him speak on Saturday at the um, uh, Unite for Europe march, and he, bloody hell, I, I, you know, he was, he was screaming about his party you know when yeah, are they going to wake up he's, he's appalled you know? I mean at yeah. the moment the only two people who make the positive case yeah. for immigration none of this um, you know, so like some in the Labour Party do where they say we want a fair system as if the current <laughs> one isn't fair you know? yeah. I get really cheesed off the only two people making the positive case for immigration are me and David Lammy yeah yeah wow what does that say yeah I mean I embrace and I give him a hug yeah. When I see him, and I think he's sort of gets over yeah, the yeah, shock yeah. of it. I mean, there are obviously well, plenty of people true. making a positive case for immigration. There are. I mean, well, I'd say that the, the Lib Dems have got a huge stance on, on the rights of EU workers and what happens. No, no, that's not the but, same as making the positive case for immigration, saying yeah. that the current system, if anything, there is a criticism that those parts of the world where we control, we yeah. overly control, so we have a problem, for example, uh, with uh, people from India with great skills that we yeah. you know, find it difficult to get into our country to do jobs that we are not able to fill. So, But the only people that are making the positive case, stand up and make the positive case, take it on, I think it's me and David Lammy. Yeah. Why don't you? I'm being I mean, serious. Here's a question, and I know it's just so bloody obvious, and I've always wanted to ask it to you, um, put it to you. Um, would you, would you form that party? With, no, it's with not. Others? There's any any movement, any new thing that might happen, and it might just be a some organisation. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm afraid it can only come from Labour with pink toilet paper. With probably well, what's wrong with what's wrong with green? What's wrong with blue? Oh, what's wrong with white? Oh, Actually, I don't like coloured toilet paper. I call it lavatory paper. I'm a bit old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> I only like white anyway. Lavatory paper. 
lavatory paper. I was yeah. brought up to say lavatory. Yeah. I think toilet is a horrible word. Toilet? I hate toilet. Do you, you don't mind? I don't it? like toilet. It's a horrible word. Yeah. I just don't like it. Water closet. Water closet. No, bog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but no, the, the only reason I ask that is because it is very easy to have a conversation with you. Um, and I do feel it's sort of naturally going towards that sort of... I, I just think the political landscape at the moment is right for it. I think, there's all, I, think, I think there's all sorts that could happen. I mean, I do feel very strongly that, you know, I am a Tory and I get really pickled off with people who have the outrageous... You know, it's outrageous to make out that I'm anything other. Um, but, you know, it's like Ken say when people say to Ken, uh, why are you, you're not a Tory? I mean, Ken gets quite... You know, of course I'm a Tory, he says. Of course you know, and of course he is a Tory. He's yeah. a great man. He's not very well at the moment, but we wish him... Oh, is he not well? No, oh, he's God. not well. That's why you haven't seen him. Bre- Brexit's done it. It's done it. It's taken no, 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 he's actually quite... He's seriously quite poorly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't look after himself. No. And he likes his cigars. Yeah. And he doesn't look after himself. What, what, do you, what, do, what are your vices, if you have any? Do you have any... Uh... No, because I used to smoke, but I stopped smoking about nine years ago. Oh, good work. Eight or nine years ago. Yeah, was that tricky? Yeah. Yeah. No. Giving up. No, 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 it wasn't actually. I was very lucky because I met Neil then. So I yeah, yeah, so I'd stop I was just as I'd stopped smoking. Yeah. Um my vices probably are food. Oh really? Oh god, I'm I'm I know that it's And I'm afraid as you get older you you cannot you just if you can't unless you want to get fat, you can't put the, the calories in. So yeah. I got I get um I get sort of things for... I've never had a thing for chocolate. And then I get things... I love crisps. God, I love crisps. Crisps. Mm, I'm, I'm, I love crisps. I'm an almond croissant kind of guy. No, no. See, I couldn't do that Jesus. because that hugely stuff full of calories. So, so I find that. And then I think, right, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to go and do some running. And then I've gone trip and bust my knee. Well, there you go. That's, that's, that's but I will, the I will do. I'm going, to, no, I'm going to do some running. I love... I oh, no, 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 I don't love running. That's a lie. I don't love running. I hate running. No, no, but I, do, I shall do some running. Yeah. I go to the gym occasionally, but... I shall do some. Um, I shall do some running because okay. I'm of an age now. Where I've got to look after myself, really. But no, my what advice is? I mean, I have a slightly addictive personality. I'm very much aware of that. Okay. Which is why I smoked for so long. Yeah. And I can. I used to have an addiction to Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> I would drive my Neil mad. By this sitting. is the app, not actual Angry. Birds. Well, I'm quite an Angry Bird as well. <laughs> But no, I'd play Angry Birds. I could play, play Angry Birds for a good two hours. Right. <laughs> that's that really bad. I suppose, I suppose it is. Oh, it is, definitely. Really, no, I have, yeah. I'm, I'm conscious I've got an addictive personality. Yeah. It's not, not, not bad, because I could stop smoking. Yeah. But I replaced it with an addiction for cheese, because I've got into cheese. Because uh, have you ever smoked? Hell no. God, yeah, no, I'm asthmatic. Difficult. My f- grandfather died it's of emphysema. So. Yes, well, I'm asthmatic. My father died of lung cancer, so how stupid am I? Uh, you're not dyslexic either, are you? No. Oh, okay, I thought it was going to make up the Holy Trinity. Then. No, no, Sometimes no, no, Sometimes I find no, no. people with eczema, dyslexia, and asthma, yeah. and then, you know, lifelong friends, so yeah. No, no, my asthma is I have a peculiar allergy to the components of uh, aspirin. So that's why I'm very nasally as well. Oh, well I'm I'm just sharing all my medical history. I'm allergic to penicillin. So oh, are you? Oh, that's that's a that's bad. a bloody bad thing. No, to that be is. Well, aspirin's not great. If you if you, as I once did, my Neil takes a smaller aspirin every morning. Yeah. And I drank his one morning. <laughs> oh no. Bad. I just before we before we end, um, before we get start talking about other, you know, completely non political yeah, real life stuff. Completely non political stuff. But it is a chat, so I don't really give a shit. But um what, what was I saying? Your 
Spinal Tap. Have you seen the film Spinal Tap? Do you know, I've never seen it. You I know, it. I know, I know, you would, I should. You, I think you would really I know, I should. Yeah, and I'm constantly... But on, on it, it goes, um, what the interviewer asked the chap at the end, what would be on your gravestone? What would be your epitaph? What would be your thing? And I'm not going to ask you what that would be, but how would you think you will be best um, remembered? What would be your... Here lies Anna Subri, and this is what she did, and or... Well, I, I'd like to say she, she, she stood up for what she believed in. Yeah. And I have said it, and I don't think people, I don't think the whips understood, but I did say, having voted um, to trigger Article 50, because I promised my electorate, I promised people, you know, if you vote leave, be, I mean, I actually found it in my email newsletter, if, be assured, if you vote leave, yeah. we will leave the EU. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I said I'd honour it. So having done that, I said, that's it, I've done that. And from now on, I'm going to be. I'm going to do what I believe is true to my conscience and in the best interests of my constituents. Yeah. So no, I think you know that she. Oh, actually, you, you, what you saw is what you got. Yeah, yeah. That's my lovely politician. As it's true, I mean, I can't be doing all that. Yeah. All that smarmy army, army stuff. I can't no. be. I just can't be doing it. So I just done some interviews on local radio with people. Apparently now it's completely acceptable for somebody to ring up a radio say, a show and say stuff which is not true and offensive and it is validated yeah so we, we you know we've got to get a freaking grip on this country it's a great line from the, the marvellous wonderful Rory Bremner who says that if Ellen MacArthur said I'm going to go and sail all around the world in my yacht again the BBC would think they'd have to get somebody on to say actually the world isn't round it's flat <laughs> Yeah, it's getting like that. It is getting yeah. like that. Yeah, so I just had to have... So they, they said, oh, and uh, Fred's just um, sent a text into the programme saying, uh, great, we're leaving the EU. All these EU workers are responsible for the problems in our hospitals and the fact that we haven't got enough doctors and blah, blah, blah. So this guy read that out. So if he'd just said Jamaicans, yeah, he wouldn't have done that. But because it's EU workers, he could say it. So, of course, I disabused... And I said to the interviewer, I said, excuse me, can I actually just... Say so, I'm um, I'm pretty appalled that that you read it out and that that's been said and can you say yeah, it's absolutely the case you will find EU workers in hospitals yeah. working as doctors yeah. as nurses cleaning the lavatories I didn't say toilet um, and doing the job you know doing the job and it's insulting to people who've been coming over here for decades and contributing to our country yeah. these people come here to work and they give they don't take mm. no absolutely I'm, I'm getting tired of these these nasty people. Well, isn't is that's the problem? That's what I'm thinking at the moment. Is that it, it, we're moving into that nasty sphere that that's been legitimised? We are, and I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, I mean, my 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 thing obviously is we've got to respect the will of the people, but how far do we go down the line of respecting the will of the people? And actually, the will of the people seems to be a bit perhaps tainted with this sort of sickness no no the thing is is at the moment there's this great line from Edmund Burke which I did use in my speech in the House of Commons which is that if you pass by a, a, a typical classic this is many many I mean Burke wrote over many centuries ago if you go by a, a, a field which is full of cows the only sounds you hear the loudest sounds you hear could be the grasshoppers actually you won't find many grasshoppers nowadays because unfortunately various reasons there aren't as many but you'd hear the grasshoppers right yeah. two or three hundred years ago yeah. and you think good heavens 
it's fields full of grasshoppers because then that's the only noise you hear. In fact, we'd only take about five or six, but there could be 200 cows there, very quietly chewing their cuds, swishing their tails. You don't hear them, so you don't hear the majority. You only hear from the from the loud minority, and that's what's happening at the moment. Yeah. That there's a minority that's making the most noise, and it's beholden on the majority to stand up and saying, "We're not taking this shit any longer. Yeah. This is my country. This is my future. It's about me. Well, it's not about me. It's about you. And then your it's about your future and your children's future. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think and you that's... you've got to take. Take control. Yeah. Right, I'm going now. Okay. So there you go. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I know I always say that. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know why. It's just one of those really weird, annoying things that you, you do. So there are a couple of things that I want to pick up on on that interview, um, other than toilet paper, uh, which is actually a quite a serious matter. Um, I, I love toilet paper. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, the quilted stuff is the best. Um, but also the most ridiculous, let's be honest. Uh, the, I think Anna does need picking up on that it's not just her and David Lammy, um, making the, you know, the, the case against the current government and just the whole, uh, pro-Remain campaign as such, because there are a few other, you know, prominent people that, that might be doing that so bless her I mean what an interview so much fun so great to chat with her um, obviously she couldn't resist the dig at the um, the the Liberal Democrats the uh, Nick Clegg and the tuition fees stuff I think the reference was there um, which um, I, I it's our first interview together I want there to be many more but I guess you just don't know someone well enough to say well uh, the, the Tories have never screwed up then and uh, there was never an Iraq war. So yeah, I, I just wanted to try and put that into perspective, but totally failed. Um, yeah, but anyway, I I hope you got something from it. I I personally feel um, out of all the all the chats I've had, she was she's she's been the best, the most accessible, the most um, down to earth, I think. And, and and she's so bloody comfortable at it as well. I think I think there are people that are just born to do it, uh, to to be in the limelight, to be a politician, to to do these things. You know that the energy required is it's it's bloody exhausting, you know. And and she does it. She's total total legend. Hats off, hats off to you, Anna Subri. And also, she you know she didn't hold hold back at all. I mean, some of her language there was very fruity in terms of uh, in reference to Theresa May and and uh, the government. Um, so yeah, there you go. And I, I hope you enjoyed the, the segue we had into, uh, uh, um, Almond, Almond, Almond croissants and, and her addiction to crisps. I mean, I love popcorn. I'm not going to lie. I think it's obscenely overpriced, but it's so goddamn good. I can't even stop thinking about it. Anyway, um, yeah, so... If you, if you have any views on the interview, and if you want to let us know, uh, I don't know, any future stuff you want me to raise, um, in uh, I don't know, on anything as well, and hell, any other people you want me to go and talk to and piss off, um, I'm trying not to piss people off, but you can, you never know, um, it's, yeah, get, get in touch, it's thelimehousepodcast at gmail.com. The Limehouse Podcast 
at gmail.com. And then obviously we're on Twitter and that's at Limehouse Pod. At Limehouse Pod. So yeah, guys, it's been a wonderful week. Um, where are we now? Wednesday. It's been sunny. It's been gorgeous outside. Let's focus on that. Let's also concentrate on maybe subscribing to the new European. Now, the reason I say that is because it's it's bloody fantastic. And it's getting thicker. There's even more in there now. So there's even more content. The, you know, the, uh, the journalists, the people contributing to this are of such high quality. We do not realise how spoilt we are being right now, okay? We are having... You know, we're having a tough time with with the Daily Mail. We're having a tough time with um, the, the Daily Express and all that right wing um, fascist shit. And I think it's just time to to you know, if you if you really want to, um, if you're not happy about giving your your money to a political party just yet, you're not ready to, to to do that. Maybe just say, hey, the New European, do it. They're a freaking great paper, and um, I think it's a bit um, odd sometimes. Um, re- reading stuff with Alistair, with Alistair Campbell's name attached to it, um, and I do find that hard to stomach sometimes. Um, but there are so many other great um, contributors there. Who gives a shit, right? Anyway, guys, uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a great rest of the week. I know you will. Stay in touch. Like I said, at Limehouse Pod. That's on the old Twitter and the Limehouse Podcast on on the email. Uh, gmail.com God, I don't. There must be other stuff to say. I just, I just can't think of it. Life just goes so quickly. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the weather. There's going to be so much more heat to come, isn't there? So much more to look forward to than uh, Article Fifty triggering. 